you ever wished you could just grab coffee with a top leader in your direct sales company and pick her brain about all the things? Well, you're in luck. My name is Tiffany Spees. Welcome to Directly Different, the podcast where I have conversations with top direct sales leaders and ask them to share what they're doing differently to help them achieve success in their businesses. Direct sales doesn't have to feel spammy or gross. You can absolutely find success in your business by doing things a different way. I want you to feel empowered and inspired to be, well, different. Welcome to the show. If you've been around here for a while, you might remember that I took a four-week break from new episodes last March. At the end of that time, I mentioned that I would hopefully take a break each year just to refresh and reset those creative juices. If you didn't already know, I am the sole host and producer of this podcast. I do everything from start to finish for every episode, and while it's rewarding, fulfilling, and so much fun, it definitely takes up a lot of my time each and every week. At first, I wasn't sure if I was going to take a break because I had crazy thoughts about what people would think if I didn't release new episodes every week, or whether my download numbers would decrease drastically, or the fact that I might look like I don't have it all together, which I don't. And if you thought I did, I've had you fooled. But in the end, I couldn't help but think back to so many conversations I've had with many guests on the show about the fact that rest is productive, so I decided to get out of my own head and give myself permission to take two weeks off of producing brand new episodes and to enjoy a break. During this time, my kids have spring break and I'm so excited to spend time with them without the pressures of a school schedule, alarms, homework, and even podcast episodes. This week, I decided to re-air my episode with Crystal Thompson all about personal branding. This episode aired almost a year ago, and since this episode went live, Crystal has become even more of a valuable resource for personal branding and niche and everything in between. Give her a follow, and I guarantee you will be inspired to change how you show up on social media. She has been a huge help to me over the last year when it comes to branding, and I know that even if you've heard her episode before, you will love hearing it again. Even though I won't be releasing brand new episodes until April, I'll still be on Instagram daily connecting and chatting with all of you. Come follow me at Directly Different Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Directly Different. Personal brand, niche or niche, content creation, authenticity, connection, community. These are words we hear every day surrounding the topic of growing on social media. But what do they all mean? How do they all fit together? And where the heck do you even start? Crystal Thompson, aka Crystal Adele on Instagram, is here to tell us her story about how she is choosing connection, authenticity, and community over likes, views, and viral videos. If you are wanting to learn valuable tips about how to begin your personal branding journey, you'll love hearing what Crystal has to say. What's so great about it is that she's learning all of this in real time too. She's just a little farther along in her journey. She's sharing what has worked for her, and I can tell you it's not a copy-paste script, a cold message, or an outdated sales tactic. She's using her superpower, and spoiler alert, you have a superpower too. So listen in and find out just what that might be. Hi, Crystal. Thank you so much for being on Directly Different, and I can't wait to chat about so many things, especially relating to personal connections, personal branding, and just really standing out when it comes to social media. So to start off, will you tell us a little bit about you and your family? Yes. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I love spending time with you and getting to talk to you. So anytime I'm here, I'm here for it. Um, my name is Crystal, Crystal Adele on socials. I like to say like, that's my middle name, but I'm not as cool as the real Adele. Like, let's be, <laughs> she's like, she's queen. But I am older, so I feel oh. like, like I, I'm first. So, but Crystal <laughs> Dell, that's where I hang out. And um, I have three kiddos. They're older, a 12-year-old, a 9-year-old, and an almost 7-year-old. I've been married to my high school sweetheart for, oh gosh, I think 15 years, but the, I could be wrong. So it's been a long time. Since we were 17, we've been together. So we just relocated from California to Texas, like the rest of Southern California, we were part of that mass exodus. <laughs> it's what it feels like. And we ended up in a small town and we're kind of navigating our way through and 
it's very, very different from growing up in a big city. So we're loving it so far, but the adjustment has been a lot Mm -hmm. and we're figuring that out. And it, it has come with a lot of change in our personal lives as well, which is exciting or excuse me, our professional lives as well, which is really exciting. Um, And it's kind of got me to where I am today in this journey. So awesome. Now remind me, do you have any family or anybody nearby or what made you decide on Texas? No. Yeah, we don't. My husband and I both grew up in California and we just, he, not me, he never wanted to stay there. Mm. (laughs) I like to point that out. Like I kind of left kicking and screaming a little bit. I knew that it was the right decision, but I, my heart was like, don't make me go. Um, we had a friend that lived in this town that we picked. And so I just like, okay, well, if we're going to go anywhere, like I want to know at least one person. Um, so that's why we picked this, this place. We've fallen in love with it though. Like the small town living, we got some chickens and some ducks and, you know, a half acre and we're, we're figuring that out. I, my husband's always going to be the farmer and somehow I am now the farmer. <laughs> That's how I'm it like, always happens, right? <laughs> how does it, I told him that I was like, you're the worst farmer ever. And he goes, I know. Like he totally was like, yes, a hundred percent. He like, knew okay. this was exactly oh, how it was going to go. <laughs> he knew hands down. He was like, it's way harder than I thought it was. And I was like, yeah, I'm the one taking care of eight animals. Now <laughs> what happened? But it's been fun. And the kids are excited to experience something like this. And so it definitely was the right choice, but it's hard it's hard to leave everyone, you know, and have to start over. And I am such a people person. So not knowing anyone is like, that has definitely been the hardest part of leaving. My brother and sister-in-law recently did the same thing. They picked up from where she grew up and lived for her whole life basically. And they moved to a different state just because they needed a change. And I was like, wow, that's so brave. So good for you. Kudos for you guys (laughs) to you guys for doing that. Cause it takes a lot of guts for sure. And you're seeing that, yes, it's challenging, but it also, like you said, has led to so many amazing opportunities. And I think it'll only be just a positive light, you know, in your journey yeah. and your story. And so I love that you guys are embracing it. The chickens are, we're, we're trying, we're trying. <laughs> the ducks are my favorite. I mean, who knew that you could have, I, I never thought I would have ducks. Like who has ducks? Right. We do. So that's been fun. It is. It is. We're figuring it out. (laughs) I love that so much. So will you tell us Crystal, how you got started in the social selling industry? What's your story with that? Yeah. So I've, I feel like I'm a serial entrepreneur, like no matter what, I was always starting something, even when I had a full-time job that, um, you know, I had a whole, a, a real boss. I was always trying to do something on my own. So I've dabbled in a few different companies in my twenties, just because I liked the products. And then I found Saint. I was actually a mommy blogger 10 years ago and ran across this makeup. It was actually mascara back then. And it was created by a blogger. So I got to know the product ahead of time. And when I found out that it was launching as direct sales, I paid attention for a little while, like a few months after it launched. Cause I was like, what, what's going to happen? And then I knew the product was great. So I said, sure. Why not? Like, I just want some extra cash. I was definitely looking to pay for my nails and, you know, a date night. Like it was not something that I was trying to build. I worked at a church full time. I was a kid's pastor and I wanted to be like the little old lady that worked at the church forever. So I was not looking for a full-time business. Um, And then, you know, things change. The church world is hard and it's, it's a little messy and we I left the church and then we moved to Texas. And when we moved here, it was like, okay, maybe this can be something different. Like maybe there is opportunity here. Why don't I look at it more seriously? Honestly, like it hadn't been something serious that I wanted to do. Um, so I built more team wise, like focused in more team wise, got connected to more women who were in the company. I had never done that. Like I had been with the company for three years and I knew maybe one person. So when I left, I was like, or when we moved here, I wanted to get to know the women that were also doing this. And I think that part, honestly, like building relationships in the company that you're in, that makes you a lifer. Like my, my upline one time was like, Crystal, you're a lifer. You're never going to leave because you just love us too much. And I was like, yes, (laughs) you're right. (laughs) I won't (laughs) leave because 
because of the friendships that I've made and the people that I've gotten to know, like that sisterhood statement, I know it's used so like blanketed, but it's real. It's, it's really real. If you let it in, if you decide I want to have friendships with these people, like the connections I've made with the women in our team, in our company, I'm going to be best friends with them forever. And I don't even live near them, but I talk to them every day. And so I think that that kind of changed the game for me. Um, I I don't want to ever give that up. Mm. So that's been, that was, we moved here in 2020 and that was January, 2021. I was like, okay, I'm doing this. So it was only a year ago that I got like super serious and buckled down. And I'll share a little bit more of that. What, how, what happened? When we get deeper. Yes. Yes. And going back to the sisterhood thing, I have a hard time with that too, because I know that people kind of like bristle at that phrase, like, oh, the sisterhood, the indirect sales people are like, that sounds so culty, but I, I don't know when you're in it and you experience it it really is why some people stay and mm-hmm. it really is the best part of what we do a lot of times. And it's, I don't know. I feel like there's it has only been a positive. I know there could be negative experiences, but it has only been a positive more than positive. It's been a life-changing mm-hmm. thing for me to have those relationships. And so, so I do, I do feel kind of funny when people are like, don't talk about the sisterhood or don't talk about, cause you just, you know, you can't guarantee that it's true, but it's like you said, if you can find those connections, even with a few people, the handful of people with your teammates, with other people in other teams or other organizations, if you find those, it really can make or break your experience. And so I don't know. And they get you. I think yeah. that that's the, that's the key point is like, cause yes, sisterhood sounds cringy to some, yeah. there's no other way to say it though. No, it's, it's not. just, it's just not because when you have people that understand what you do, because what we do is weird. Like mm-hmm. let's, you know, have you ever, when someone asks you, Oh, what do you do? I'm always like, Oh, <laughs> I don't know how to tell you. You and me both. <laughs> like, I don't know. But when it's someone that understands when they're like, Oh, I told, I do that too. I get it. It's like, Oh, thank goodness. You get me. You understand. It's those connections that are like, that's so powerful when they Mm -hmm. can see you, they know you I'm getting ahead of myself because that is what I'm passionate about when they see you and they know you like, that's it. You, you got them. They're, they're lifers. And that's what, that's what happened to me. And I I tell my team all the time, like the, uh, some of my sidelines and I have put together this like larger team chat for our teams, because we know the power of getting to know other people in your, in this space. And so I tell mine all the time, like, go talk to someone, go talk Mm -hmm. to a friend, go make a friend, go meet someone like you're, this is going to make a big difference for you. So Crystal, you, you know, you're doing Saint, you're, you're working that full-time. You also have a certification in coaching. Will you share a little bit about that with us? Yeah. So that's what came around when I decided, okay, I'm going all in like last January, last year, I was going to, I was willing to do whatever it took. Like I told my upline, tell me what to do. I'll do it. And I legit did everything. <laughs> I was on clubhouse and I was consuming all of the information that was given there. I would have done anything to make Saint a successful income for my family. I crashed and burned. Mm. It did not work. Mm. It didn't work. Everything I did, like whatever anyone told me did, it didn't work. And that was a turning point for me, whether I was like, okay, well, I just did everything that everybody was telling me to do and it didn't work. So now what? And that's when I, I talk to my clients all the time is like, that's when you have that choice of, I could have quit and been like, well, this didn't work for me. I need to move on. I had a full-time job with Stitch Fix at the time. It was remote. So I was home. Um, so I had a full-time income that helped us buy a house. Like it was such a blessing. I was not happy, but I had that. So it was like, okay, I'm just going to, do I either go all in here, get promoted. I had that option. Or do I do things differently? Like, how do I want to show up? And that was a really big turning point for me where I was like, I have to stop listening to all these other people, which yeah, they have very valuable information. Like I'm not saying don't listen to advice from your uplines or, you know, other industry experts, but you also have to check your gut and see like, is this something that I would actually do like, does this feel right? Does do my like connections that I have would that actually work? And so I'm so glad I didn't quit. And instead I kind of like took a shift and was like, how do I want to show up? How do I want to build a business? How, what is important to me? What are my values? Um, what sets me on like fire? What can I talk about all the time? 
And I was like, can I just be a professional hype girl? Like, is that a thing? <laughs> and someone was like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> and I just was like, well, I don't know. I'm going to think about it. And then I just kind of like, well, what does that look like? What could that be? And I happened to watch a live with her name is Tara Kirby and she created um, the Dream Maker Society. So it's dream, the dream method coach is what I am now. But I watched her live and I was like, okay, this is what I want to do. And essentially it is just helping other women like figure out what is your dream? How do you do that? How can you get that? How do you get there? We put so many roadblocks up on ourselves that we just have to work through them and know that like, it's all possible, but it has to be your way. You have to like, again, check your gut, what works for you. And so I was listening to her talk and just like, was so in, (laughs) but she had already started her certification for that like round. Um, it was like a week in I DM'd her and I was like, I want this. Like what, tell me more. And she's like, well, we just started. If you want, you can jump in a week late. Like that's totally up to you. Or you can wait till August. And I was like, oh heck no, I am not a patient person. <laughs> I was like, that's no, not interested. Sign me up right now. I obviously I talked to my husband because it was, it was a big chunk of money to get certified. And he was like, are you sure? Like, you know what? And I was like, listen, if we moved away from home, for like this new dream life adventure, I want to be happy. I want to be doing what I want to do. Not just something that pays the bills. Like I could have done that back in California. So he was super supportive and he had just landed his dream job too. So I think that helped a little bit Mm -hmm. because I was like, well, you're happy. I'm stuck at home. Right. Right. (laughs) That helped. I feel like that was like, you know, God was like, here you go. I'll help you a little bit. Yes. So it was, it was like, I, I went all in. I got, I went through the certification of that. I fell in love with the dream method that we teach um, with our one-on-one clients. And I found myself in this space of, I still love saying, and I want to build that because I'm really passionate about the company and the product and the team. But I found myself like being drawn to these women that I had been like, I, I was these, I was these women a year ago and felt like I can help them. I know that I can. And it definitely started as like, cause I love branding. Also, I'm a very visual person. Um, create, I wish I could draw. I can't Canva <laughs> me Canva makes me feel like I can draw. So yes, <laughs> like, that's so great. That's why I love Canva so much. Cause I'm like, Ooh, this makes me feel like I'm like painting or drawing <laughs> or, you know, cause that's creatively, it gave me that outlet. So it started there with just creating these, you know, simple brand kits for social sellers. My tagline is your brand is not your company because when we're in these companies, it's very easy to use their branding and get lost in the sea of so many women. But my goal is to help you like stand out among these women who are also amazing, but you are amazing just like them. Mm-hmm. What it makes you special, what makes people want to work with you instead of someone else. So it started there definitely with social sellers. I love them. I feel like we all have like this fire in us that we just want more and we want to serve, um, branding like that. But then slowly, this is even like within the last like six months for me personally, of feeling more confident in like, wait a minute, I can offer more than just Canva kits or pretty colors or fonts, which like, again, I love them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so no shade. I will still make you a brand kit. Okay. Cause yes. it's still really fun. And you have a gift for it too. You do have a gift. I, for it, thank so. you. I, and I do really, it's fun. It's what, that's what I stay up late at night working on. It's like, <laughs> you know, like therapy. I just get to put on a show and play on Canva, but my heart really was, is for these women to feel like they can stand out on their own, that they can lean into their own voice, that everything that you bring to the table is valuable. And knowing that will take you so much further, but it's scary. It's scary to lean into what makes you, you, because then that means you have to be vulnerable, Mm. but vulnerability. Oh my gosh. If I could like, I I just, my post this morning was like, my dream is to have this big long table full of women that are just like sharing these, these dreams that they have that are scary, but so exciting. And they just want to like do these big things, but are maybe too scared to do them or feel like they're going to get judged or feel like, you know, they can't do it. I want to help them believe that they can and get there and support them. So it has definitely like transformed over even just a year. 
Um, I was able to quit Stitch Fix within six months. So that was wow. like amazing. I got certified May 2nd and I quit Stitch Fix September 2nd. And wow. I had like told myself, you will quit in September. So when I did, I was like, holy moly, this is crazy. Um, <laughs> it was so fun to like That's look at my great. journal entry that said, yes. you will quit in September. And September 2nd, I was like, I quit. Oh um, man, I love that so, cool. so much. Yes. It, it was like a really fun moment to just have. And then since then I've worked with over 300 women in different ways. We just launched group coaching, which I think is like my sweet spot. Like mm-hmm. I said, that table with a bunch of women around it, it's coming. Mm-hmm. I can, I can like, I want it so bad. Oh, that's <laughs> amazing. And you're doing that through zoom. You know, it can be a zoom yeah. table which is maybe I'll know. draw like a zoom table, like on, yes. like on a piece of paper. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. Like, put it in the video. <laughs> yes, exactly. Be like, pretend you're at pretend. a table right now. <laughs> yes. We have twinkly lights over our heads, yes. you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. I love that visual. I'm a very visual person. I know you are too, because of what you yeah. do. And I love that visual of just a table full of women who get each other, who are on each other's teams and who are just so excited to just share their journeys together. I love that so much. I love that, that visual. So I was so fortunate to find you, Crystal. I can't remember through who, you know, how you just kind of like, you start clicking on people's profiles and you're like, Ooh, I like them and follow. I like them follow, you know, all uh-huh. that kind of stuff. So I found you somehow through that, uh, through the, the Instagram you know, the rabbit trail you can go down. And I was like, Ooh, I like, I like this girl. I like what she has to offer. And I was needing an overhaul of branding and all that kind of stuff. And I was so grateful to find you because you were very clear on what you offered and you, it, it was what I needed. And I loved that you had the coaching aspect of it too. So not only did you create, you know, fun things for me and picked out some branding colors for me and helped me decide that, but you also we've had a couple of sessions of coaching and it really has been such a gift to be able to talk to somebody who gets it and just hear their <laughs> advice. I'm somebody who like, I need somebody to be like, stop freaking out. It's okay. Let's try this or whatever. So I was grateful to have, to have found that in you. And, um, it's been those of you who follow me, you have seen a little, you know, some changes here and there. I'm still a work in progress, but I've, been so happy with just the direction that my just even just visually what my account looks like now is much better than it was before. And just, I'm having more clarity around different things and, you know, it's just been so great. So thanks for, you know, kicking that journey off for me, (laughs) but, um, (laughs) but you are somebody who you are so adamant that you preach community and connection to your clients and to your audience too, because you have, you know, you have your direct sales business, which is Saint, and you have your coaching and branding business. And you also, you know, you you have a presence on Instagram where you teach these things to others as well. So what made you kind of come into that? Like, okay, this is connection and community. Like that is, that is the key, not, you know, follows and likes and viral videos and things like that. What made you understand or realize that community and connection is the key. Yeah. Well, to be perfectly blunt is the fact that my reels never go viral. Mm. And I was like, what the heck? <laughs> Cause you're doing, I'm sure you're, you have all the little, up. you know, I, I yes. do the things. Yep. if you watch the hacks and the, the real experts or whatever, like I do what they say and mine don't go viral. And so last summer I was like, I'm doing something wrong. You know, like mm. something is not working. What am I doing wrong? Do I start over all the things digging in frustration on Instagram and like, let me preface with, I love Instagram. I, I, it's my favorite. That's where I want to hang out. That's where my people are. That's what I do. Um, but I know that it can be really frustrating. Um, my growth was really slow. It has not been the like overnight, you know, blow up account. Um, and that's hard. It's hard to be in that place. And I tell people that a lot because I'll hear like, I'm not growing. And then like, okay, but hold on. Are you not growing or are you growing slow? Because that's a difference. There's mm-hmm. a big difference. Um, and so it just, I think it's just a really big mindset switch of, and it's hard because the biggest reason is it, that app is, it's noisy. Mm-hmm. You're going to be, you know, if depending on who you follow, I have recently unfollowed a lot of people who teach Instagram growth because 
I think I don't, I don't need to hear that every day. Mm-hmm. I don't need to hear that. I need, you know, how to get views, how do I get follows? How do I like, I don't want to consume that. Um, so the app is really noisy. And if you're being pushed every day to be, you know, grow more followers or get more views or be likes, whatever it is, if that's the goal, you're going to burn out. Like it's, it's not, not fun. Mm-hmm. And so I took a really big step back and was like, okay, what do I want for my account? Like I was building a business. I was showing up every day, but I was missing something. Something wasn't like feeling the, the way I wanted to. And it's that I was just frustrated and not having fun anymore. I'm really glad I like making reels because I feel like if I didn't like it, I would have been like, this is dumb. I'm over it. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoy it. It is like the creativity side of me comes out like ex drama kid. I did all the things <laughs> in high school. So it's like, oh, I just get to go back. Like <laughs> I get to play, you know, a role again in these, these silly reels. Um, so I was glad that I had that because that did keep me from burning out was that it still felt creative. But I did feel like, no, I have, I have to switch. There has to be a change. And my heart has always been community. Like that, when I worked at the church, you know, it's part of my job. Like literally we were trained to build community in a church. Um, so it's, that's where my heart and soul was. So if I, I decided I had to stop worrying about the follows, I had to stop worrying about the views. Those real views were my kryptonite. And so I had to tell myself no more. Like I cannot look at those anymore. It's not about that. And I did, I totally pivoted and went into getting to know the people that were following me, actually having conversations with people. Um, You know, they say all the time engagement matters. Well, I went out and I engaged with other people. Like I'm not going to sit here and hope and pray that y'all come and talk to me. No, I'm going to go talk to you. Cause that's the, the whole app. It's literally called social media and we have forgotten to be social. We're, we're missing the crucial piece of that. We're supposed to be connecting. Um, so when I started to do it, that's when I saw the big change. That's when I did start seeing more growth. Um, I still like my reels still don't go viral. So that's not what I'm saying, but I did start seeing more people coming to talk to me and we were actually having, like, I've gotten to know people on the app. There are people on there that I'm like, we're friends. Like, I know you, if I saw you on the street, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I know her. That's the kind of connection that I wanted, especially living somewhere where I didn't know anybody and I work from home and I work from my computer. So it's not like I'm in an office space where I can get to know people. And I know that that can be kind of like, well, you're not like real life people. I'm like, sure. Yes. I need to go meet people. Thank you. I know it's hard. <laughs> it is. It's it so is. hard. It like, is. How do you meet real people anymore? But I have found like this community online that means so much to me. And um, I built that. Like I decided I had to build it if I wanted it. And I think that's the piece that people not forget, but kind of dismiss is that we're just posting and hoping that things are going to work. And it's like, well, no, you, you have to work. Mm. You have to show up. You have to do it. You have to want it enough to put the time into it. Um, I'm a big believer in burnout. I know that it's a thing, but I also believe that if you're having fun, if you're making your passion a priority and you're actually talking to people, like not just posting and like, please come like me. No, like you're actually having conversation that the burnout side is less likely to happen Mm. because you're excited. Mm -hmm. Like you you should be having fun. Why are we doing something that's not fun? Don't do it (laughs) if you're not having a good time. Social media is not supposed to drain you. Like we should be enjoying it. And it does come with like, intentional work behind it. And I, I do do a lot of that kind of work with my clients now. It's like, I'm not here to help you gain followers. I'm here to help you love what you're doing. Mm. Like show up for what you want to do, not because you have to. And so I think that that is kind of like where my pivot went because I went through it too. And so knowing, I mean, even now I still just as recent as like last month was like, I got to stop doing the content that tells people how to grow because I don't want to, (laughs) Right. I don't want to teach you that. I want to teach you how to show up authentically and connect with people and build the communities that you're hoping for. And so I know that the trap is there and that's, what's popular. And that's what, you know, that's what goes viral. If you, this is like, it blew my mind the other day. Someone said the, the niches and the accounts that are going viral are the ones teaching you about niches and going viral. 
And I was mm-hmm. like, ah, we're doing that. <laughs> yes. We're, we are making that go viral. Stop. Like mm-hmm. no shame to anybody who does that, who teaches that. Like, that's not what I'm saying. But also like, let's make like being you go viral. Let's make like the value is you, not what you can grow or teach someone, you know, like I just, and it's hard. Like, I'm, I'm not going to tell you that like, this has been great. It's hard (laughs) to be the one that's like, Hey, I think you should, you know, stop talking so much about niche and start telling me about who you are. Mm. That's scary. I know, right? And like to be someone that's like, hi, this is what I think. (laughs) Like, please don't, you know, tell tell everybody that I'm wrong. That's hard. That's scary. Yes. Oh, I totally get that. I get that. Oh man, just because of how I'm wired, I want everybody to like me, you know? (laughs) So to say something scary and like bold <laughs> is yeah. scary <laughs> and when I said the niche thing out. and someone did it was not fun for a Aww. few days after I was like I don't really think you have to have a niche and now like social selling I, this is what I like to tell people is that I think social selling is just different like when we're in this industry you have to be someone's best friend like you have to be someone that they know like and trust and if we're so hard nailed down on like I have to only talk about this one thing all the time mm-hmm. it's like oh well then I'm not going to like, I don't want to buy what you're selling. Like, mm-hmm. thank you for teaching me. Thank you for that information. But I want to, I'm going to go buy for my friend. And like that relationship aspect, the relationship equity, I think is what we have all forgotten. Mm-hmm. Like we forgot that that is like the foundation of your business is relationship equity. Yes. Value and teach people. And like, what do you bring to the table? Your gifts are all super important, but relationship is like bottom line. If you're not building that, like, but nothing else is going to, nothing else is going to work. Exactly. And I think with the niche thing too, you know, something we've talked about is you can have different, you call them content buckets, different buckets Mm -hmm. of things. And you can kind of view that as not your niche, but just because if you're, if you're looking for a niche, because you're like, I don't know what to talk about, or I don't know what to tell my audience. You can kind of look at it as just different buckets. Like you've talked about. Yeah. And, you know, look at it that way, but it is restricting to talk about just one topic and just to only speak to that audience. And I get why that has been, you know, a buzzword, like you said, it can also kind of turn off a, a, you know, a category of people too. And so one, it works for some, definitely. I think that in some regards, it makes sense. And it definitely has given some people success, like a hundred percent. I just think social selling is different. Mm-hmm. And if you were to look at it, like when you go to someone's account, I, I think influencers honestly have nailed it. Like the mm-hmm. big influencers that just show like they're crazy, whatever they're doing life. Like you feel like, you know, them, like, I know I have some people that I follow that I'm like, I would see them on the street and be like, Oh my gosh, I know what she's doing right now. Like she's going to go get Chick-fil-A diet Coke. Cause she's obsessed uh, with it. Yes. Right. Like, yes. Are, <laughs> yes. Thank you. You knew who I was talking yep, about. Exactly. That exactly. Proved my point. I feel yes. like, okay, my drop, you know, that's the influencer aspect, obviously, but in social selling, like that's what you're, that's what you're trying to do is like, people want to trust you before they buy from you, but mm-hmm. you have to build that. And I know that like niche works for like I would say like businesses, even coaches, um, you know, I'm grateful that I kind of like float around those terms, but it's just different. And we have, like you said, it is really restricting and it, when it doesn't work, it's so frustrating. And sometimes like I've seen someone's account blow up with a niche topic and then they try to sell makeup and they're, the people are like, uh, I did not follow you for makeup. Mm. Like I followed you for this topic and, and me, I'm over here. Like I told you, <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's what, you know, like, that's the part that I'm like, we have to just think like, here's the other plus part, I think on this topic, this part is that with the, the noisy app, you're going to hear so much advice, even from me today. And it's up to you to what feels right. So if you're listening and you're like, oh, but niche works for me. Cool. Like, that's amazing. I'm so glad it worked for you. But then if someone else is like, I've been banging my head against the wall with niche and then nothing is working then find what works for you. Like that's the Mm -hmm. part. If it's not serving you, it's not for you. Like end of discussion. That's the point. And so that's what I'd say. Like this app is really noisy. You got to find the right people align with the right people. If it's not me, there's someone else. Like I will help you point someone, you know, like there's just so much 
to like consume or, or listen to like all the things you have to trust like yourself. And I've been there. That's like my, the beginning of my story when I was like in one clubhouse room and I love talk radio. So like it was clubhouse was like, I love this. Cause that, I love talk radio. So you would go into one clubhouse room and they would tell you, you know, do all this to grow. But then the, that one would end and you'd go to the next one and they'd say, don't do all that, do this to grow. But the problem is, is just because it worked for one person doesn't mean it's going to work for you. And that's the part I think we're all kind of like missing is like, okay, I'm going to buy this course and I'm going to learn what that, so it happened there. And I'm going to buy this and I'm, I'm going to do that. And it's like, well, what, wait a minute. What if none of that works for you? Then what? Like, are we not trusting ourselves anymore? Like that's where I was there. I was that person. And it just doesn't work. And I think that we, no one talks about that enough. Like that's mm. not, I think we have to trust ourselves first and then find the people that like you vibe with and the, the advice feels right and go from there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Totally agree with all of that. I mean, it even goes back to even just direct sales and social selling and network marketing just in of itself, the tactics that worked for, you know, mm-hmm. industry experts 10 years ago are so horribly outdated now and they're still coaching on them. And oh yeah, that's, ugh, that's a whole other topic anyways. But, um, <laughs> I feel like we could go on that uh, for a long we time. Could, we could. <laughs> and that's why this podcast exists because there are different ways to yes. do things. But, uh, but yeah, like if you just think about, you know, you can't just, and I'm guilty of doing this too, but you can't just copy what somebody else is doing and expect it to work for you. It might, it could, but it's not going to be sustainable and it's not going to be the success that you're after in the end. So we talked about a little bit about, we touched on having your own personal brand outside of your own company. And so why do you think it's so like people listening are like, okay, I know that I should have it, a personal brand. Like, what does that mean? What does that entail? You know, why is that so important? So it does go back to like what I said, you are not your company. And I think what's hard for people, especially when we're just starting out is like, we're excited about our companies and that's a good thing. You should definitely be passionate about the product and the company that you are partnered with a hundred percent. But the, the flip side is that there's hundreds of women or men, you know, whoever it is that are also equally excited about the partner, the company that you're partnered with. So you have to kind of figure out how do I stand out in that? where, where do I come into that picture? Because you're all going to be kind of saying the same ish things. So if you can find your own voice in it, that makes you kind of like move a little further. And so personal branding, I fell in love with it because it is what makes you, you like, that's it. You are your brand in your personal branding journey. Um, yes, you're going to find colors that you love and fonts that you love. Like I help people do that the visual side of it, but it's so much more than that. It's how you make people feel. It's how you are perceived, how you are showing up. It all plays into your brand and what you're building and you're building a brand, even if you don't know it, like Mm -hmm. if you're on social media, you have a brand and it may have been unintentional, but it's there. That doesn't mean you can't change it. There's still time. So don't be like, oh crap, what did I do? There's still time. But it is the way to start focusing, like the way that people are consuming now, it has changed. Like you said, like we're not doing the cold messaging anymore. Like that's just not a thing. But I listened to this podcast. I can't remember what it was called, but it was like our demographic is picking doctors because of their brand is hiring, you know, people to work in our homes because of who they are, of what people say about them. So it's, it's just how we are now wired, probably because of social media, um, but they're checking, like they want to know who you are before they work with you. And so if you're not putting out the brand that you want out there, then they're going to figure out something that you don't want, basically. So you take that control. And it's, it's so much fun. Like it sounds kind of daunting, but it's so fun. Like if you're doing it with joy and like my, my expertise in it and my, my focus on it is that you guys find a brand that gets you excited because if you're excited to show up in your brand, other people are going to feel that like that's contagious. So you get to decide the, you know, visuals, but also what you share, what you talk about, who you're connecting with. Like those are all parts of it. Um, I love personal branding so much. I think that there's so many layers that you can dig into and it's so much more than just a logo or a design. 
Um, but I do believe if you don't have one yet, like it's time, like you got to figure it out. You got to start working on it. Start being intentional. I, I call it a recognizable brand because it works for you when you're not around. So mm-hmm. I get sent, I get sent pink and red or, you know, like rainbows and smiley faces all the time. And that I'm so excited every time I do, I'm like, yes, that means it's working. Like you are thinking about me when I'm not there. We have built a connection that is working for me, not against me. Absolutely. So you have said that your brand is you and that's, that's so Mm -hmm. true. So what do you say to somebody who says, you know, okay, yes, I know the brand is me, but how do I know who me is? Like, how do you get mm-hmm. to, how do you, cause yes, it's easy to say that your brand is you just be yourself, but people like me, I don't know. I feel like I have a hard time. I'm still, this is still a journey for me. It's still, I'm still learning mm-hmm. things. I'm still working on things, but how do you kind of discover who you are? I don't know. Do you have any tips mm-hmm. on that? Um, the beauty is in the mundane, honestly, the stuff that you don't think about would connect you to people literally do. I did a live a couple of weeks ago. That was like, it was on this topic because I hear it a lot is I don't know what to talk about. I don't know who I am. I don't know what to share. And it's like, well, what do you do every day? What, when you have a group of friends over, or if you were going to host a party, what would it be about? What would you guys be talking about? What would you be sharing about? We all have uniqueness to us. We just have been programmed or wired to think it's boring. Or like for me, I, I work from home. So I'm home almost all day, every day. That sounds kind of boring, but I know that I have things I love. I have things that I enjoy. I love to read. I don't do it as much as I want to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I probably should do it some more, but there's always something. And in this live, I like threw out that I, I hated Coco Melon. And like my kids are older. I used to be a preschool teacher. And so that's why I know. But so many women were like, oh my gosh, me too. It drives me crazy. <laughs> and I sat there and I was like, you guys, it's in the mundane. It's in the stuff that you never think. Not that I'm going to make Coco Melon my brand. Like, right. you know, it's like the, the best example though, because it's the stuff that you don't think is going to connect with people. That really does. Um, a little bit more of a deeper topic is like, I have a lot of friendship trauma. Like I have had really hard friendships in my life. So whenever I share that, I get flooded with DMs of women that feel the same. They get it. So people just want to be seen and they just want to be known. And so if you're sitting here, like, I don't know who I am or what to talk about. I would sit down and be like, what do I enjoy? What do I love? Where have I been hurt? What are my experiences? We've all learned so much to get to where we are right now. And all of that is so valuable. I just did a reel last night. And this was like making me like kind of emotional because it's like, it makes me sad that we have forgotten that we are like you are so valuable your voice and I, I hear it all the time my voice doesn't matter it's like oh my gosh yes it does it does because even if you get one person that says thank you for sharing that that's one person that got to connect to your story and our stories are our superpower like they're the, the only things that are unique to us nobody else has your story and mm-hmm. all of those little pieces even if they feel like they don't matter or like, you know, if we've had kids, oh, well, everybody's a mom. Well, like, no, not everybody has the same mom journey. They can learn from you. And so I just think we've forgotten to value the mundane and know that that's where the connections are made. And that makes you so special. Mm. So that's kind of actually like something I'm super passionate about. I can tell. <laughs> I can tell. So sad. Like I, mm. I, and I, I get it. And I, I've, I've had those feelings too. Like I do the comparison traps, like I'm human, but there's two ways to kind of look at if you're going to go content wise, <clears throat> we hear all the time, like be the expert, be the expert, be the expert. And it's like, okay, you can be an expert and like teach from what you've learned. And like a year ago, you know, my story, like the, a year ago, I did all this and I've learned from it and this is what I've learned. But then you can turn around and say, you can also be the best friend and I'm in it and I feel it with you and I get it. You're not alone. Mm-hmm. And both things, expert and best friend are so powerful mm-hmm. and you can do both. You mm-hmm. can do both and know that you, what you bring to the table matters. I love that. That's so great. Okay, Crystal, this has been so incredible. 
So somebody listening right now, they're thinking, okay, this is speaking to me. Yes, Crystal, keep, keep talking. I want to hear everything <laughs> you have to say. So somebody listening who's ready to grow, ready to build a personal brand, but they, they do feel lost and just, they don't know where to start, which is kind of my story. When I found you, <laughs> what would you say to somebody listening who, what, what can they do today to start building a personal brand? Yeah, there you can come talk to me for sure. But yes. also if you want to go like kind of start getting your toes a little wet, um, Pinterest is like an untapped resource, in my opinion. I know that it was like really big when it first launched and it kind of has fizzled out a little bit, but I use it every day. So Pinterest for sure, go create a board, go create a brand board. Um, it's start with the visuals because those are gonna create emotions for you that will start kind of like getting you excited to begin this journey. When we are looking for colors and design elements, what I always suggest is starting with like two main colors that like, these are my jam, like they, they totally are my vibe and search in Pinterest. Um, let's use mine, for example, I use pink and red a lot. And so I put in pink and red aesthetic, pink and red color vibes, pink and red color story, and just look through those pictures. And my number one rule is no overthinking is mm. allowed. Just pin the images that ignite emotion. If you're like, that's me, pin it. If you see something, you're like, I love that, pin it. Like, do no overthinking allowed. Just make a board that it feels like you. And then you'll see the colors that you gravitate to, the different vibes that you have um, and can kind of play with that. And then Canva is amazing. There's so many free resources in Canva to get started. The design elements, the templates, it has a brand kit if you have um, the pro version, I think. And then I would say the last thing to do going back to like us not feeling like what we have to offer is valuable is to take some time and really do like a journal brain dump of what makes you unique because we all are. And like I said earlier, like that is where your superpowers are is your story. So even just brain dumping topics you want to talk about or things that you want to people on. I like to think of my Instagram as like a party. We're all in this one big party with me on Instagram. What do I want to talk to them about? If we were hanging out at the snack table, what would we be chatting about? Um, my stories are like the VIPs. Like if you're hanging out in my stories, you get the after party cleanup crew. Like that's how kind of like in my mind, how are we all hanging out? And if you can just put a bunch of topics down, you'll, you'll see, gosh, you have so much to offer. And so those kind of like three different levels of your brand is like the visuals, the, you know, aesthetic and feel, and then you, all those things all work together so nicely and it will help you so much with your content and the direction of where you're going. Um, and yeah, DM me my, I love talking to you guys. You can ask me questions. I do work one-on-one -on -one with people, um, but my DMs are always open. I'm always down to have answer questions or chat. So great. So back to number three, uh, would you say, you know, picking topics to talk about, you know, stories or whatever, I feel like you, you know, that can be intimidating. I know, mm -hmm. but I feel like once you start doing it, you get more and more comfortable and you're like, Oh, I could talk about this. Oh, I could talk about this. And so just getting started and then getting comfortable with it, the more you do it, mm -hmm. and then you'll just discover more and more things that connect you to your yeah. audience that you can talk about, which is great. Yeah, the term um, throwing spaghetti at the wall, like just see what sticks. Like, yes. I don't know, see what's going to come at, you know, if you're passionate about something and you're like, gosh, I want to talk about this so much, try it, see mm -hmm. what happens. Mm -hmm. You talk about it and then you're like, oh, maybe not. I don't really like talking about that. <laughs> you're allowed to change your mind. Like we, we are human beings. You have control over this space, nobody else. So I, I don't know, like, just do it. Just try it. Don't be afraid it's time to just take action because if you're not taking action, you're going to stay exactly where you are. And that's not fun. No, it's not. It's, <laughs> it's easier to do that and to take action and to figure things out. than, like you said, to stay stuck and to not do anything. Cause that is, that's when you just, you get so discouraged. And I know there are, we've talked about this. I know there are times where, you know, you do have where you just mentally are just not there. You just can't. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, we've, like I said, we've talked about this in our personal coaching sessions, but I loved that you gave me the permission. You said like, you have permission to just chill and not be, you know, out there for the world to mm -hmm. see <laughs> for a few weeks or whatever. And just allowing yourself to do that. 
but then also allowing yourself to dream big and to try things and to just put yourself out there because that's where people connect with you for sure. All right, Crystal. So if somebody is interested in working with you, I know you mentioned that your DMS are open. So great. And you are at Crystal Adele on Instagram. What do you have right now to offer to people if they are wanting to get in touch with you and work with you? Yes. I actually just redid my coaching offers because like I said earlier, I was ready for my pivot. (laughs) I redid it all. I focused in where I'm passionate about. So there's a few different coaching offers that I have available. It can be strictly just getting you that branding kit, that jumpstart, the visual side. I do a lot of one-on-one work with people, but it's different areas. So if it is the brand and strategy side of your content, I have an offer that does that. And then I do go deeper with the dream method coaching that I am certified in. If you're feeling like, I don't even know what my dream is. I don't know what is holding me back anymore. I need to dig in a little bit in that whole you are the value side. I have that as well. But yes, you can just come on down to Instagram, find me, come chat, tell me, you know, who you are and we can figure out how I can work with you. So great. Thank you so much for sharing yeah, all of your you. wisdom and your just your uniqueness today on the <laughs> podcast. It was so refreshing to have this conversation and just chat about and connect over connection. It's been so great. So thanks for being on the show yeah. today. Thank you for having me. You're so fun. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening in to this week's episode. In my opinion, it's way more fun to share life with a friend. So if you loved what you heard today, feel free to take a screenshot and post it to your socials so your friends can listen into the show too. Don't forget to tag me at Directly Different Podcast and I'll be sure to give you a shout out. Speaking of social media, follow me on Instagram at Directly Different Podcast and send me a DM. I'd love to continue the conversation. I'll catch you guys in the next episode.